This episode of the Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Sales Leadership United is the world's largest collection of sales leadership assets. Sales leadership frameworks, mindset tools, skill set tools, performance coaching, sales leadership training tools, video insights with some of the world's most successful sales leaders, tools used by sales leaders to create massive impact in the current environment. So don't waste your time trying to reinvent sales leadership. Head to Sales Leadership United on Patreon and check out what the world's most complete collection of sales leadership assets can do for you. Every topic you'll ever need and the tools to help you accelerate your sales leadership career all in one place. Check out Sales Leadership United today. Hi, I'm Rob Jepson, and my mission is to help sales leaders everywhere create record-setting growth in the companies they lead. I'm here to share the secrets of the world's most successful sales leaders. I don't care how big the company or how big the team, we showcase sales leaders who are taking what the market gives and then some. We feature leaders of teams that are beating their markets, winning at crazy rates, and creating life-changing years for the people they lead. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. We help sales leaders make how they lead their most defensible competitive advantage. It doesn't matter if you're a new manager, a first-time VP of sales, or a seasoned sales leadership executive. Tap into the power of coaching with people who have been there, done that. If you've ever wondered how other people with jobs similar to yours are addressing challenges you're facing now, reach out to the Jepson Performance Group and learn why sales leaders all around the world choose us as their performance partner. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders that are making it happen. And remember, don't worry, we got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. I first got to thank you for our support of the show. January will be the biggest year in show history, and having guests like Amber Dybert and Jason Bastran are a big part of it. And today, well, saying I'm excited isn't saying it well enough. Today, I'm having one of our rare repeat guests in the show, and this is a special one because it's been four years. My guy, Mark America Smith, was one of our first five guests in show history, back when we were happy to get 500 listens in a month. Today, four years and nearly 50,000 monthly listeners later, I'm excited to welcome back one of the OGs, one of the guys who helped the show get off to a fast start. Mark Smith, he's one of the greatest sales leaders I know. He has it all. He has remarkable experience. Wherever you are, he's probably been there. He's led multiple teams with great success. He's gone through the good times. He's gone through the hard times, and he's gone through everything in between. He's worked with the big, large, established companies. He's worked with the young, emerging, high-growth companies. He's hired thousands of reps. He's had massive impact on thousands of careers. He's someone I have ridiculous amounts of respect for. And honestly, I think that's saying a lot because I work with a lot of leaders all around the world. But it's not just because he's not an amazing sales leader. Mark's one of those human beings you feel lucky you have the opportunity to meet and have crossed paths with. So yes, Mark will help you have more success. You'll be glad you listened to this today. He's won the awards. He's closed the deals. He's landed the funding. He's built the teams. But more important, this dude will help you do it the right way. This is a dude who walks his talk. He works with a lot of companies now advising and investing and connecting to causes he thinks are worthwhile. And if you don't follow him on LinkedIn, you need to. He's filled with insights that you're going to want to process nearly every single day. He's an incredible sales leader, an insightful thinker, and more important, he's someone who does well while he's doing good. We have a great conversation lined up for today. And if you can't tell by my energy, I am so pumped to get started. Mark, my man, welcome back to our show and thank you for joining me. 
<laughs> you weren't kidding. I didn't know I was one of your first five. That was fantastic. Um, and I'm glad it was, it, it, uh, it only took four years to get back on your show. Um, but thank you. That was a, that was a really nice intro and, and you know, the feelings mutual. Well, I appreciate it, man. And, and, uh, you've been off on, and about and now you're back and, and it's good to have you here. And, and uh, I still have people that reach out and say how much they liked your original episode. But I think the message of back then is even more valuable now. But before we go, like our audience has grown a lot. Like you got 50,000 people that are going to listen to us today instead of maybe 50, right? And, sure. and uh, why don't you take a minute and just introduce yourself and what you're doing in the world of sales and sales leadership right now? You know, that's, geez, it actually kind of catches me off guard because, you know, the Good. last year. I'm glad. Yeah, I mean, the last, the last year I've been, um, you know, I took a, a bit of a, a detour, um, you know. Right. You know, Deidre and Roman and I and our little dog, we. I, I we think it's worth sharing, by the way, like what you yeah, did, so, that humanitarian effort is massively important, I think. Well, so, so about a year, about a year ago, um, you know, we had, we had just, you know, I just come off another long stretch of, of work and life was good, but my wife and, and I decided that we wanted to go have an adventure. So we pretty much just shut down our life in the United States and we got ourselves a killer house in, in Rome, Italy and decided to go get all fat and sassy for a year. Let's and, go. And we really, honestly, we, we just cut ties with everything and, and headed over there. But then Vladimir Putin invaded Ukraine like three weeks later. And we felt really, really strange about being over there only you know, hundreds of miles away from, from this horrible conflict and living the high life. And, and it just felt very empty. So we ditched our house in Rome and got a van and headed to the war zone. And so we spent the last um, about 10 months working um, almost exclusively um, more my wife than, than I. Um, she's really taken the bull by the horns, but um, just taking care of Ukrainian refugees, um, almost exclusively women and children. And we we helped relocate them to different parts of Europe or or the US. And then we we bought out a house in in uh, or bought a bed and breakfast in Romania and we house families there. We provide everything for them and and um, wow. and then we take care of a small town in eastern Ukraine. And um, so I've just been getting really back into um, since we're back in the States, um, back into more of my business life. And, uh, you know, my history is 20 something years in sales and sales leadership and really transitioning more to business leadership. Um, if you're a really good sales leader at some point, you should be helping to really drive the overall business and not just the sales organizations. But now I spend almost all of my time, um, advising startups or coaching CEOs, um, and, and then when I have other free time, I, I just take calls from LinkedIn connections who need advice on anything. So, you know, I give them my cell phone and we talk and, and, and that's that. And then, sorry, I'm talking too much, but. No, you're um, not. And then I, I, I volunteer about uh, 40, 50 hours a week in our school district. Um, so I try to do everything business wise, like after I, I, I do that. Um, and that's just been a blast. So. I spend my time doing what I want to do with cool people and um, and hopefully I can keep that going for as long as possible because I like it. I love it. I love it. And for those that that you're new to, like I'm telling you, 
this guy has worked with some really interesting and exciting organizations. And there is a reason he has so many people looking out to him. So let's 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 hit what we want to talk about. Cause I, I know how it works with you, Mark. Time's gonna go fast. And uh and we're gonna slip by. People are gonna I'm, the DMs I'm gonna get are people pissed off saying, Why did you cut Mark short? That's what I'm gonna hear, man. Um when we talked last time, we talked about trust a lot. Like that's yeah. this currency. It just kind of evolved into that. If you remember, we we weren't sure where it was going to go and that's where it went. But that was back in 2018. And since 2018, a lot of things have happened since yeah. 2018. And, and, and sales leaders are facing things that maybe they didn't before. And they're having to make harder decisions, maybe even in shorter time periods. I, I don't know. I think trust has maybe become even more important, but more than that, maybe it's not more important. Maybe it's just as important. It's always been important. But maybe it's become more elusive. I don't know. Like, maybe that's a good place to start. What do you think the role is of trust for a sales leader? And the reason I'm starting with that is we're as just, people might come back and listen to this later. We're recording this in January. It's the beginning of 2023. I am, I'm doing this right now because I want our leaders to hear it as they're kicking off their years. Any thoughts around trust as the 2023 sales leaders making their plans for what they're going to do? Yeah, so I mean, over the lot, you know this. There's probably never been a time, even before you and I were in the business world, where trust didn't matter a lot. But right. There have been, but there have been times with booming economies or, or new product introductions like the internet or, you know, SaaS that that um, average leaders or even kind of crappy ones could sort of buy their way out of having to build a ton of trust. You know, a lot of money flying around and and. Um, you know, maybe their company built a really big brand and so they could hire and fire and, and um, they, they could get by. You and I know the best of the best always built deep trust. But yeah. I, think, I think there was, even over the last couple of years, there has been um, um, a lot of broken trust from multiple angles that a lot of us have not seen before. You know, in no particular order, um, how many times have you read about companies raising $100 million rounds of funding, hiring a thousand people just to let them all go and not consulting their sales leaders? Or how many times have you seen sales leaders 10X revenue just to be fired 15 months later? Um, there's, there's just been a lot of broken trust. And I think partly it's the way that companies are funded. I think the incentives are different. I think, um, a lot of people have taken their ball and left. I mean, you and I both know unbelievably good sales leaders who have just simply said, I'm not doing it anymore because I will not make money for jerks. And yeah. so, and so there's a lot of a lot of um, a lot of broken trust, and a lot of people are trying to figure out how to get it back. And what I've found is a lot of the people that that were amazing at building trust actually never knew what it was. That made people trust them so much, and and so I luckily I keyed on this in on this a while back out of um, out of self consciousness. So there was a time where I was doubting myself. This is probably like seven or eight years ago, and I don't know why I was doubting myself, but I just was. Maybe I was a new father. I don't know what it was, but <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't figure out why people followed me, and luckily I was smart enough to just call amazing people who had worked for me before. And I said, why, why do you trust me? 
I'm feeling, you know, I don't feel that good about myself and my skills right now. And I, I, they told me, and I was like, wow. And there's, there was common thread. And so I was really lucky to find these common threads and then say, all right, well, that's what I'm going to do. These are going to be my guiding principles. And this is how I build trust. And so I teach people how to do that. I teach companies how to do that. And a lot of times it's, it's just a matter of helping a sales leader who's um, they're, they've, you know, they're going through something difficult and they're doubting themselves, helping them understand, no, you have deep trust. Look, look at your results. Look at the people who follow you. Look at the people who respect you. We just need to identify what it is that you particularly do because you probably don't have to do anything different. You just need to have like a, a trust system, a trust process. And, and it just, it, it helps, you know, keep there from being like the serious highs and lows. It also helps um, speed up trust. When you, when you can actually say to a new organization you're working with, this is how I operate. I want you to hold me accountable because that's frankly how we are going to build trust with each other. It helps people actually recognize quicker that you are doing things that have not demanded their trust, not asked for their trust, but have absolutely earned it. So a lot of times leaders go, you know, a year without really being able to say I've earned their trust. Now you can kind of move that up by helping people identify what you're, um, what you're promising and the fact that you are delivering. And it again, just speeds up how quickly they know that they can, they can believe in you even when you make a mistake. All right. So you've just opened up like we we are at a trailhead. You and I both live in Utah. We're at a trailhead. We could go on five different hikes from where you just what you okay. just set out, man. We like I wrote down, I'm already a half page deep on my notes <laughs> uh from what you just said. And and I got the uh, several hikes that we can go on. I, I'm not sure which one I want to do. I want to throw two at you and let you choose. I'm gonna throw softball here and let you let you turn on. I know you're a former baseball player, so yeah, I, I'm excited for you to hit this one. I, the two things that really stand at me is being intentional, looking at common threads that led, like you, you didn't just act, you were very intentional looking for what is it that makes you trust me. Uh, the second is the word I wrote down and maybe it's a bad one. So you, you talked about like having a system of trust and I wrote down consistency, this concept of consistency as a leader. I, it seems to me that's a way that you might build trust. Those two things, I'd love to dive into either or both, depending on where it goes. Which, which one do you feel like is more, more meaningful or interesting or important? So I think they're one and the same. Okay. Um, because, so, so I'll just tell you, I'll, I'll try to be brief, but whenever I meet with a new organization, whoever it is, I tell them, these are my, these are my guiding principles. I'm going to tell you what they are because I need you to understand how I operate. And I also need to be kept in line. I'm a human. I make mistakes. And I want to be held accountable for these things. And it's always based around trust. And the first thing is, I will not demand and I will not ask for your trust, but I will earn it. And I will do that over making lots of small decisions over a long period of time, which, um, which you know are good decisions. And when I make a bad decision, which I will make, I will own up to it and I will fix it and I will prevent it from happening again to the best of my ability. The second thing is uh, I promise to be aligned. This is so critical because I can't tell, I, I don't know any company I've gone to where I haven't shown them that there is a misalignment in incentives between mm. four or more different parties. So 
it depends on the company, but it's it's the owner, or let's say the board, or the you know or the the executives. It's the sales leadership. It's the salespeople, and let's just call it the customers. Okay, and there will always be some misalignment between the interests of the customer, the sales rep, the sales management, and the owner or board or you know the the, the top level. And what I always promise them is we will be aligned. There will be nothing that is good for me and bad for you. Nothing that's good for me and good for you and bad for the customer. Nothing that's good for the customer, but screws you. Nothing that's, you know, and if there's ever a moment where you feel like we're out of alignment, then we need to correct that. The next thing is- Love that, love that. Well, it's, it's just so important in so many ways. And we can, I mean, we could go on, we could do an hour on alignment, right? Yeah, so that, I have a feeling we'll come back to that one, but let's, yeah, I love it. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a big one. So the, the next thing is credibility. So I will never, uh, I will never ask them to do something that I have not done. And I will never put them working for a leader who has not done or is not willing to do what we ask them to do. If I ask you to cold call, it's because I've made, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of cold calls. I know how much it hurts. If your people, you know, if your manager asks you to do something, I will not let them ask you to do something if they haven't done it and if they're not still willing to do it. Um, we also promise ethics. We will never run an organization where you thrive because you cheat or because, or, or that the number one rep or the number one team is that way because they've skirted the rules. It's, it simply will not happen. And I can go on and on telling you stories about the times where I've I've taken a number one rep and I've 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 axed them on the spot for lying to a customer because it's intolerable. Wow. And and and, and the last one that, that I think is very important, especially for diverse sales groups, is I promise equal opportunity. So I I I tell them, you know. No offense, but you're a number to me. But I explain what that means. And that is that I will come into an organization and I will take all of their data and I will we will decide what, what matters in terms of performance, the, the true KPIs. And then we will hide the names and we will judge that organization based on actual objective metrics. And then we put the names back in. And I do that because so many times People believe that so-and-so is the best rep and so-and-so is average or, or bad. And I show them that it's, it's just objectively not true. And so by, by coming up with measurements that truly matter, I'm, I can say to anybody that you are being judged by your performance and not because you're black, white, male, female, uh, Christian, Muslim, BYU, Utah, it doesn't matter. Now, okay. I, I do reserve 10% in there because I'm a human and other people are human. So, so absolutely, if somebody's struggling, I want to know if they're going through a divorce. And absolutely, you know, there's lots of things that we, we take into, into account. But my experience has been when you lay out to people these operating principles and you tell them, I want you to hold me accountable, they will look for those things. They will identify when you've done it well. They will identify when you've done it poorly. They'll call you out on it. If you're a good leader and you're humble, you'll fix it. And sooner or later, you're going to have something where you ask them to take on some big change. 
You're going to have some cheerleaders that tell the group, no matter what that guy says, we're doing it. He's earned it. You're going to have others that say, I'm not sure he has, but you get to stand in front of the group and you get to show your results. You get to show that you've done what you promised you were going to do. And you get to ask them to follow you through difficult change. In my experiences, they do. All right. So I have seen organizations that you've led. Like I've been led on in the inside and met some of your people. And I can tell you, I can tell our listeners, like people all around the world, what you just said isn't talk. Like I've seen you build organizations like that. And I've seen what kind of trust that creates where people are like ridiculously loyal and and appreciative of that. And so I want to, I want to sit in that for a minute. Can we sit in that for just a minute? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think that talk is cheap and sometimes it's easy to say things and harder to deliver on them. And so we got a whole bunch of people here listening to this. And if they're smart, they just wrote down your five guiding principles and we're going to have a whole bunch that will see it in sales leadership United. Cause that'll for sure be a video clip in there. Right. And it's, it's, I found Mark, I mean, tell me what you think. I found a lot of people in the world are big talkers and there's not a lot of big doers. And like any thoughts around like your responsibility as a leader to do that? Or if that is, I shouldn't put words in your mouth or like, how do you turn words into realities? Like any thoughts about that? Because it's probably simple, but I don't see it that often right now, man. So I, I hope this this is a relevant answer and I'll, and I'll go deeper, but I have this thing that I've noticed. Yeah. That when I go in front of a group, Let's say it's a couple hundred people at a company. I've just come on as, as an advisor. I've come on to, you know, as a CRO, whatever it is, right? The people, when, when I give my speech, mm-hmm. my speech isn't all talk. My, I, I do not say I know. what, but the people who run up to me fawning over me um, the quickest are the most likely to fail at the job. That is interesting. Why? Tell me why. Because they're easily impressed. And anybody who has some public speaking experience and has a decent face and you know looks decent in a sport coat can, can tell them something and they are going to be jacked. It is emotional Red Bull. They are stoked. But I'll tell you who I key in on. And by the way, that doesn't mean I like, I've only noticed this as, a, as, a, as an output. It's not like I've ever said, oh, they're going to suck. And I, you know, I sabotaged them. But I've looked back and I thought, my gosh, the people that were the most, you know, gaga over me immediately, they, they really struggled. The people that sat in the back of the room and just kind of kept to themselves and looked and kind of shook their head like, interesting, we'll see. We've heard this stuff before, we'll see. Those people t- that take longer to win over, once you do, my gosh. I mean, what it does for for you in your career and at your company, but you personally, it's it's really really neat when when you win people people over through your actions. So to your question, you honestly you do have to be a good communicator. You do have to. Yeah, you got me worried now. I'm doing 18 SKOs this year, Mark, and you're telling me like, because I'm, I'm joking, but no, I mean, but, I mean, but <laughs> it, it, it doesn't hurt to be a good speaker. It doesn't hurt, right, to have experience rallying rallying the team. But once that is done, the second you get to work, 
You have to embody those things that you promised, even when it's difficult. Now, right when you start with an organization, I think you're crazy if you start making changes right away. One of the first things you do is you should deeply observe what's going on. And you should really figure out what's going well and learn about people before you decide to go and make changes. Um, but when you start making changes, you should immediately go and say, you know, uh, are our leaders credible? It, it, you know, it, it, are the sales managers or the account managers, are they, are they just sort of telling people what to do or are they, are they teaching? Are they teaching from experience? Are they willing to get on the phone and meet with a client and, and, and you know, put themselves at risk of, of failing in front of their team? You know, how are we aligned? Is our comp plan out of whack? Was I just given a massive compensation? Listen, Rob, you know, I'm not saying this to, to like brag or anything, but I joined a company and I went to my wife after the first couple of days and I said, I got a problem. I'm going to freaking bankrupt this company with my comp, with my comp package. <laughs> because, because it just was not aligned. It was absolutely going to result in me being grossly overpaid but damaging the company. So it was like, I said, honey, I'm just going to address this right now. And I went back and renegotiated the founder said I was crazy, but I'm like, listen, let me just show you why this makes sense because I just simply do not want to be misaligned in any way whatsoever. Or, or you grab people and you say, what do you love about what we do? And they'll tell you, well, I love what we do, but I don't think we're really delivering to our customers what we promised. Okay. Well, that's a misalignment. I'm going to go fight with product or fight with Martin, whatever it is, if we're not delivering what we promise, I will get out in front of this and I will, I will fight for our customers. You know, again, there's lots of examples of what you can do, but you, you go in and you can either choose to move a few metrics and get that dopamine hit of like, I'm amazing. I, you know, or you can go and you can lay a foundation of, of building trust through taking on um, important things that um, now you should make time, of course, to do the quick things, quick wins that help people out. But I want to know what the hardest thing is that they're dealing with. And I want to go take that on. Um, and anyways, there, there's, if you aren't willing to put yourself at risk and look like a failure and take a few hits to your own personal capital um, I don't think you're going to have a lot of people that end up truly trusting you. Again, you might be at a company that just got a huge series of funding. You could just throw money around and you can buy your way out of trust. But the second you've got to tighten the belt and find out what you can really accomplish based on your leadership and the skills of your team, you, you sure better have some trust because change management is the single hardest thing that a sales leader has to go through. And there's not a single one that doesn't have to do it at least every 18 months. This is awesome, dude. We could sit in this and I love your insights on it. And you have just given the, the very beginning of what could be a masterclass for sales leaders, because I think that's what you got to win over, man. The first sale that has to happen has to happen in the heart of the rep. And um, if they're looking over their shoulders, they, I believe there's three C's of trust. It's your character, which we don't have to talk about. It, it's your competency, which you've kind of talked about. And then it's your connection, which is, does my leader have my best interests in mind? And 
those three things are the way I look at it. You have a way more, I think I like your, your way of looking at it. And well, can we talk about your first, your first C really quickly? Yeah, sure. Because, um, and I just, I was just talking to my son about this yesterday and this is, you'll hear me on a, as a broken record. Personality is cheap and character is expensive. Mm. And there's a massive difference in your life, in your relationships, in your marriage, in your friendships, in your colleagues, in your investors. Don't look for personality, look for character. Personality is you and I can get up in front of a group and you're going to do these SKOs, and we can absolutely have people excited and ready to go. Character is what you is what you build, though, through action. And I don't want to be afraid. Like, sorry, I, I don't want to go on a tangent, but no, go. I, By I, the way, this is the title. That's the title of our episode. You just gave okay. it to me. Personality is cheap. Character is expensive. That's but, our title. But, but but it's 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 really true. And and again, one of the things I talk to my son about all the time when I talk to um, young people who come to counsel with me or or whatnot is you are surrounding yourself with nice people and nice does not equal good and good does not equal great. Nice people look out for themselves and then others. Nice people will not fight for you because they're too afraid of not being nice to others. Yep. Nice people will not get a raise for you if it means that they might not get a raise for themselves. Nice people tell you what you want to hear rather than what you need to hear. And, and when you look for a, somebody to follow in your life or be associated with, it's not nice people. When, when people say, if, if, if anybody ever asks uh, you, know, you, do you know Mark Smith? And the first thing you say is Mark's a nice guy. I will never be friends with you again. I want, you know, what do you want me to say, man? Well, I would consider that I would consider that a great insult. I really would. What I'd want you to say is Mark Smith. Yeah, he's I know him well. Well, what's he like? Well, he's smart, he's credible, he's competent, he's honest, he's loyal, he's um he he doesn't pick fights, but he sure as hell finishes them. And then and they'll and then they'll say, well, yeah, but is he a good guy? He's a nice guy. And you'll be like, yeah, he's a nice guy. But, he's the greatest but I, guy. But, yeah. I want, but I want niceness to be a complete afterthought. I want my character. That's what I'm striving for as a man and as a father and as a leader. I want my character to be talked about. You know, one of your other questions, you know, you, you sent me a few things we're going to talk about, not to bounce around, but you talked about how you build influence. You build that's where influence. I was going to go. So let's go. That's where I was going to go next. So let's go. You can, okay, influencers build their own influence. Leaders have their influence built by other people. So I do not have the, I, I do not have a, uh, a thriving brand. Well, okay, so take my LinkedIn. Okay, I've got 100,000 followers and 30,000 connections and 400, I don't know, like close to a billion hits or whatever it is, right? Yeah. That's all that's all fun. That's fun because a lot of people read what I write. But my influence is uh, is is smaller than that. It's smaller, but it, it's it's deeper, right? There's a certain percentage of people that when I write, they they do things. The reason they do that is not because I write well, that doesn't hurt. 
it's because they've tested me and it's worked or because others have said, this guy can be trusted. There's only so much influence you can build by talking about yourself. Influence is built. Like I learned about you because Jake Rennie said, you need to be Rob Jepson. He's He is one of the three most important people in my career. You already had influence the first time I met you. You had mm. influence to lose and you did mm. it. You Thank know, you. you. you yeah, but it's, but, but that's what trust is. Yeah. Trust, trust can be built. Like, again, I never say to people, I demand your trust. There will be times, don't get me wrong. There are times when I'm a year in and I've absolutely earned trust. And I may have a group of people that I've got to talk to. And I say to them, you know what? I'm not demanding it, but I sure as hell believe that I've earned it. And I'm asking, we are going to do this. And, um, and I want, and I, and I, and I expect you to follow. And so, but, but it's a lot easier when other people say, what are we arguing about? You know, you can trust him. I, I, you know, I've worked with him for 10 years. Like other people build trust around you a lot more than just you, you yourself talking about. So that's why I love this. I'm glad you went to influence. I was like, when I was like, man, we got like 10 minutes, dude, we're down to our last 10 minutes. And I really wanted to get to influence. One of my favorite quotes is by John Maxwell. And John Maxwell is this, like, he's one of the gurus in leadership and he's been around a long time. He's written like 30 books. I love all of them. Um, he has one of my all-time favorite leadership statements and it's this leadership is influence, nothing more, nothing less. And I see tons of leaders trying to figure out how they're going to have influence. You hear stupid antiquated conversations around, well, is it the carrot or is it the stick? I think that's a stupid way of looking at it. Like for those people who look at some of the videos, like they'll see how you put up your hand. Like, yeah, that's stupid, but still we have leaders who think that way. And that's why I was going to ask you, what do you think is the best way to create influence? And you just did it. I want to put a bow on it for our listeners and make this really easy. It's, be a leader that's worth following. It's earned their trust, not because you demanded it, but because you you have led them in a way that they do know that you have the competency. They do know that you have that character that's expensive. They do know that you are going with their interest in mind. They don't have to look over their shoulder because you got it for them. Like, is that the ultimate form of influence is be someone worth following? Um, gosh, I mean... I don't, that's a, that's that's a, I think that's a deep question, and I'm not sure I've thought about it. But I I've never I've never sat down and thought how many people love and respect and follow me. I've never I've never thought that way. Um, Which is probably why you're great because you're not concerned about you. Well, there's also just there's I don't know I don't have the biggest aspirations in life like. Um, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to go to the moon and I, you know, I don't want to be a billionaire. Um, I, I really focus on, um, being a high value person in, in my, in my small network of, of friends and in, in my community. And then because I do have a, um, you know, I have a microphone either through my writing or through my work with companies, it is it has resulted in me having influence, but it, it is, it is absolutely true that the influence is simply whether or not people change their behavior 
because of what you've, well, because of what you've demonstrated. And the, the, the risk of that, and this is what we see so often right now, and we could do another, we could do another hour on this is- Well, we won't wait four years. There are influencers that are influencing people horribly right now. Because well, you, can be a, you can be an influencer and people are changing their behaviors in very poor ways. And that is, that is, I have no interest in that whatsoever. I would more than happy, be more than happy to cut out all of my followers if I thought that I was making their lives worse. Um, and there's a real burden uh, or response, whatever, burden, responsibility, depends on sort of how my, my, uh, my mental health through it at any given moment. There's there's this motivation or this burden or at least this responsibility that when I say something, I, I need it to make people's lives better. And so the essence of leader of leadership and influence is people act because of what I demonstrate. And when they do so, their lives get better. I didn't say happier. Again, we could go on other tangents, but one thing I've learned in the last year, man, is better is not always happier. There are times wow, when well, there are times when tough is so much better. There are times when lonely is so much better. Mm. And, um, and and when shrinking your influence or your you know the people you influence is so much better. And but but that's what a leader is. It's it's others. Others change because, and you and I have had leaders in our lives that, um, I mean, geez, I, I thought I was a good coach. I, I spent two hours in your office one day. I freaking changed my entire way I coach people based on Thank you. what you showed me on a whiteboard in two hours. Was, it was only, that, and I, and you could have gone on for like 30 hours, you know? Oh man, that was a fun combo. Oh, yeah. Let me, let me tell you why I connect what you said. I'm really sad that we're down to our last five, six minutes. Um, and I have to add a respect for you, to be honest, my oh, listeners will be, will be mad that I, that I'm going to keep it to what I told, what our norm. Um, I believe that we're in this world. It's exactly what you said. We have all these, these self-proclaimed influencers because anybody that wants to can pick up the mic or the keyboard or whatever. And you said it so well. And, and too many influencers dictate their definition of it is look at me, you know, it, it's how many likes or how many, whatever. And in the fit, it's easier for the fitness. It's like, it's my arms and it's my ass and it's my, whatever, right? Look at, but, but true influencers get people to change. That's the jam on their own free will. It's not just, are you looking at Mark, but because of your interactions with Mark, do they voluntarily do things differently? And then does it make a difference? I think that you're a savant for saying that. That's all our leaders get is that definition and they change how they try to have influence. Will they willingly follow me? Will they willingly not follow me? Will they willingly change what they do as a result? I didn't say it right. Will they willingly change? That's my definition. So we are aligned. I love that. And and Mark, I guess I'd like to finish with this before I give people, uh, give you a chance to have people connect with you, et cetera. We're going into... By what all counts, it'll be a different year. I don't know how hard it'll be, but it's going to be different. I, I think that's a fair thing to say. It's going to be no a different question. year. There's no question. 
Customers are going to make decisions through a different lens than they've made it before. Uh, one of my personal beliefs is we have to upgrade. It used to be if you could solve a problem, make a business case, they'd solve it. I think we have to upgrade past problems. We have to connect to priorities right now. And um, one of my clients told me they have 98 things on their tech uh, evaluation list. They funded five of them. Yep. Five. And so if you, if those, there's 98 vendors that think, oh, I'm on the iTask list and there's only five, they're going to get a deal this year. Okay. And uh, so I think a lot of things are changed. So here's what I, my question is to you. This is a good way to put a bow on what has been a killer conversation. Mark. I love, I love my talks with Mark Smith, man. I, <laughs> I love him. I look forward to him. I'm so glad that we're doing this. We have fun. 50,000 people listening to you, all getting ready for a year. Some are bullish, some are nervous, some are indifferent. It's going to be all three, okay? Um, any advice for a sales leader that wants to have influence in 2023? Like you say, hey, as you go into this year, here's two or three things I would say, do this for sure. And you're going to set yourself up for at least the best possible chances for success. There's no silver bullets as we know. Yeah, there's, there's quite a few things that I, I think I'd, let me just start with one that I talk about a lot because okay. um, it sales leader, you can only do so much, right? Right. So the, the first thing I would tell people is, is you have to understand the difference between stress and pressure. Stress is, stress is scientifically proven to be a, a performance inhibitor for everybody. We, we sometimes we say, Oh, that person thrives under stress. No, they don't. Nobody thrives under stress. Um, Stress is when you have a big project, big goal, big quota, whatever it is, and you lack one of the following or one or more of the following. You lack personal competency. You lack uh, belief in your personal competency. You lack organizational competency and you lack belief in organizational competency. Pressure for a lot of people can, can make things harder those are usually lower end performers but pressure for the right people is a performance uh uh enhancer performance enhancer and pressure is the same exact goal the same difficult challenge the same difficult quota the same difficult whatever but the person has all of the four they have personal competency belief in their personal competency organizational competency and belief in their organizational competency so as a sales leader and a CEO, I would say CEOs need to do this. They need to sit down and say, do we have stress or pressure at all points of our business right now? Wow. If we, if we have stress, we must eliminate that stress as fast as humanly possible. Once we've done that, we earn the right. And by the way, when you've done that, you typically have a much simpler, predictable organization. You earn the right to add positive pressure in order to help people achieve things. And, and they will do so. So there are any number of examples, but stress is created by too many meetings. Stress is created by one-on-ones that uh, and, and coaching being conflated and all this wasted time. It's, it's, it's created by weird um, you know, tying quota and OTE um, and making things impossible to achieve. It is, um, it's having tech stacks that are way too complicated. It's, uh, it's any number of things. 
But you have to look at your team and say, uh, where do I have stress in my organization? And I need to eliminate that as fast as humanly possible. Mm. After, after that, I think this may sound like tripe, but you have to determine right now if your team has mastery of fundamentals because the economy was booming for a few years, my friend. Oh, yeah. People, people were buying software and buying stuff left and right. And you could have bad sales calls and still sell things. You could have crappy products and still you know, get people to renew. I think right now, if you don't have basic sales fundamentals, basic communication fundamentals, process fundamentals, people are going to wonder why they're struggling so much. And they've got to, to have a leader and a coach who's able to help them identify what they're doing extremely well, what they need to improve upon quickly, help them improve upon it, and then scale that throughout their year. And I think they're going to find that it's not going to be as miserable of a year as they thought. But if they believe that leads are going to fall through the sky or nobody's going to have to talk to their CFOs or whatever it may be, they're, they're going to really, really struggle this year. Dude, so good, Mark. I should have just started with that. We could have done so much of that, but this this was so good. I'm sad we're out of time. We've I I owe it to you and your family to get you let you go. Uh, but I hope that you'll let me bring you back sooner than four years again. Sooner than four years. I love uh, it. Okay. Um, you give me some great non-negotiables. How do people get more of you? You have a lot of followers, you have a lot of connections. How do they get more of what you have to put down? Like I'm telling you, uh, people need to be following Mark Smith. How do they do that? You know what? The best way is just on, on LinkedIn. Uh, it's Mark A. Smith. Um, I'm going to be launching some stuff. Like I'm kind of in stealth mode right now and I'll launch some stuff pretty soon. But most of what I'm, you know, public facing is just what I write on LinkedIn. And um, and um, I enjoy it. it. It really is a, a great place for me to to connect with people. And I'd also just tell people, if you want to connect, just send me a message. And, and when you send me a message, don't say, hey, can we, can we talk sometime? Send me a message and say, can we talk? Here's my cell phone. I can't tell you how many times people, somebody says, hey, can I, can I get some time with you? And I'm like, yeah, sure. What's your phone number? I, I could call you literally right now. I'm walking around Bucharest, Romania with my four-pound dog. And if you would have just given me your freaking phone number, I would have called you right now. So if you're listening to this, you're probably in sales. Don't be afraid to call people. Don't be afraid to send me a message and say, I'd like to connect. Um, I, you know, I, I may not have time right away, but I quite like helping people. And I can confirm that that is not talk. Mark, you have been there for me at times when I really needed it. And I'm grateful for it. Well, the, um, feeling, the feeling is mutual, my friend. You are the real deal. And and I appreciate that. His his name is Mark Smith. If you have not heard him before, you are welcome. Okay, this guy is one of my all time favorites. Uh, you've had, we've just scratched the surface of the stuff Mark's capable of sharing with you. My advice: connect with him. Take him up. You know, call him if you need to. Because if you can't, he'll respond. Uh, he he's not. He didn't give. He didn't tell you to do that because he just wanted to sound good. This guy will back that up if you reach out to him. So Mark, we got a lot more people listening than we used to. So you may get a a few outreaches here and there. And I like, you know do. what? I I will promise you this. 
And if I don't, like shoot me a text and say, dude, you haven't done it. I will put my personal cell phone number on my LinkedIn profile this week. All right, let's go. And uh, I swear if any of your people audio message me, I will destroy you. Because those are worse than voicemails. <laughs> if, you, if they contact me and I don't pick up, shoot me a text and there's a really good chance I'll call them. But if they leave me some silly 48 second audio message about how they heard me on your podcast, I'm not calling them back. Yeah, and then you'll never come back on. So to our listeners, his name is Mark Smith. <laughs> he was helping people build operating systems that create influence with organizations all around the world, okay? He is one of the top leaders that I personally have, have gained from. He will help you have influence that has people follow you to places that matter. And if you want his help, do not leave him a LinkedIn audio message or else we will boot you from the show, okay? Mark, <laughs> I appreciate you, man. Thank you for, for being willing to come and join us. Uh, on behalf of 50,000 sales leaders all around the world, thank you so much. Uh, and, and as I say to everyone, you know, help people do their best work so they can live their best lives and happy selling, my man. And be proud of what you do, salespeople. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? But first, this episode is brought to you by Sales Leadership United. Listen, it's a new year, a new year with new dynamics, and we need to bring new sales leadership to those teams we lead. And that's not easy. So I want to invite you to check out the world's largest collection of sales leadership assets. Now, you may be asking, what's a sales leadership asset? Here's the answer. It's things like sales leadership curriculum so you can learn, sales leadership frameworks so you can build, build things custom and tailored for you. It's things like video insights from this episode with Mark Smith, but also dozens of others of the best sales leaders in the world, all indexed by topics so you can get what you need quickly. It's sales meetings that are vetted and ready to use immediately with your team. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's a private podcast for members only where I share what other sales leaders that I'm working with are doing to solve challenges that are similar to yours so you can be relevant. There's, there's so many other resources that are in there ready for you to use. People come to Sales Leadership United and join because the depth of the resources is so big. But they stay long-term because new material is released every single week to make sure that the materials you're getting and that you're using remain relevant. So don't go reinvent sales leadership. Invest in yourself because you're worth it. And for the less than the cost of lunch, you can gain access to the tools, techniques, and the trainings that are fueling the way many of the best sales leaders in the world create impact. So check out Sales Leadership United today. You can find it on Patreon. You can, stop, you can start upgrading your sales leadership approach today. And you can, instead of muddling along and figuring it out as you go, you can immediately start using things that have been proven to create impact. So I hope you'll head to Patreon, find Sales Leadership United, and check us out today. Mark Smith. Mark Smith. What, what a guy. This person is a legend to me. I love how he approaches being a sales leader because he's so authentic. The people he leads have told me what it's like to work with and for him. They've told me just how much impact he has. It's not just the results of the companies that stand out. It's what happens to the lives of the people that he leads. 
And if there's someone who embodies the three C's of trust, which is your character, your competency, and your connection that you have, Mark's that guy. So I hope you go back and you break this one down. I hope you really give Mark a good listen. I hope you'll head to Sales Leadership United, and I will have multiple clips in there for you to watch and use with your team, because this topic is really, really important. It's really, really timely. There, Right now, as, as we launch this, we're at the beginning of 2023, we're facing a ton of question marks as we enter the year, and one question mark nobody wants to deal with is who and what their leader is all about. They don't want to wonder if they can trust their leader. They don't want to wonder if their leader has a clear pathway to success. They don't want to wonder or believe if their leader is someone they can get behind. And Mark will help you turn that question mark into potentially your greatest strength. But what I really want to do is emphasize Mark's cause. Mark has put his money where his mouth is. He has sold stuff in the United States, sold all of his stuff in the United States, headed off to Europe to have a sabbatical. And then the war in the Ukraine broke out. And Mark, you know, Mark being Mark, he wanted to be a difference maker. So what does he do? He buys a home closer to that border area where people are really in need. And then what does he do? He provides the help in the form of housing, in the form of food, in the form of clothing, in the form of transportation. Shoot, help any way people need. And he used his own money from his own professional successes to make it happen. And as that first house got fully tapped, he opened other areas where the need was great. And he reached out to the sales community to help. And, and many of the people that you know in the sales community have stepped up. The reason I know is you can see many of their names on his GoFundMe page. So I'm going to include the link to that page, that site where he raises money in the show notes. And I hope you'll check it out. Not only do I hope you check it out, I hope you'll find a way to participate at some level. And then I hope you'll spread the word. We are nearly 50,000 strong as listeners to the Sales Leadership Podcast. I believe we're the biggest podcast specifically for sales leaders in the world. And if everyone donated even just 10 bucks, you know, less than the cost of lunch, what a difference this would make. Sometimes we have chances to be difference makers. We get to do that as leaders every single day if we choose to. We also can do it as members of the human team if we choose to. And so I'm hoping that you'll look for the link in my show notes. You'll find it there. There's, there's going to be a link. Click it. It'll take you straight to Mark's GoFundMe page. Uh, and you know that you can trust your donation that you make. It's, this is not a sus place to, to make your donation. This is a safe place to make your donation. Because Mark will, will use every penny to only help people. There's no administrative or overhead cost. Mark has taken care of those himself. So he can make sure that every cent is used to help those in need. And so I want to help, uh, you know, kind of cash in on some of the trust that, that Mark has built. I want to spread the word on that. I, I hope that you'll understand why the so what section today is less about leadership tactics and more about helping those who most desperately need it. But this so what is about helping someone who is putting his personal assets, his prof professional network and brand, and his immediate emphasis when he could be building his next company, he's putting all that on the line for a cause that matters. So Mark. My guy, thank you for sharing your insights with our listeners today. I will always be grateful that you would have given us an hour of your time to help listeners, thousands of leaders all around the world with some insights about how they can yield authentic, genuine influence at a time companies and people need it most, because that is for sure needed right now. And I hope every listener goes back and breaks this one down. But mostly, 
I want to thank you for being someone who walks your talk, for putting your money where your mouth is, for helping people and demonstrating that some things are, in fact, more important than one more sale. So, Mark, I wish you the greatest luck in your professional endeavors. I appreciate the way you make sure you do well while doing right. And I'm excited to get you back on the show, my man, much sooner than four years from now. So, Mark, thanks so much for joining me. This was an important and a timely episode, and I hope you will go back and take notes because there are indeed a ton of questions as we start 2023. Trust is not something you can ask for. It can only be earned, and it is only earned through experiences. So, Mark, thanks for sharing your guiding principles. Thanks for laying out a blueprint every leader can benefit from, and I hope they use it as a framework, a starting point for making their own version that's unique to them. And mostly, Mark, thanks for making the sales world, and in particular, the world in general, just a little bit better place. So my advice to each of you as listeners, connect with Mark. Find him on LinkedIn. Hit that bell when you go and follow him so you're notified when his content comes out. I promise you, he will become one of your favorite follows. And make sure that you make that expensive investment that character requires. I love that quote that Mark has, right? He's right. Personality is cheap. It's easy, but character, that's expensive, and that's something else entirely. So be sure to check out Sales Leadership United to get the video segments of the highlights of my conversation with Mark. You're going to want to use those videos for sure. Finally, to each of you, our listeners, the greatest compliment you can give us is to share the show with those you work with. Introduce the Sales Leadership Podcast to other sales leaders in your circle. Leave us a review on iTunes. And you can support the show by checking out Sales Leadership United. Head to Patreon and check it out. You'll be glad you did. Thank you so much for your support of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Our job as sales leaders is to create life-changing years for the people that you lead. And I hope that you agree that Mark Smith will help you do that. Now, if you like this message, please share this message this week with someone who should hear it. And, And let's get after it this week. Because life is short. You got no guarantee of what comes tomorrow. So maximize what you do today. Be elite. Live strong. Chase your passions. Do your best work so you can live your best life. And don't ever forget, you got this and I got you. Have a terrific week. Thank you so much for joining the Sales Leadership Podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.